Welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. Today we are in episode number 16 and we're going to be talking about how to stay focused and get things done. Because if and when we want to get things done, our attention and our focus are the most important resources that we can leverage. Being able to focus on a particular activity for an extended period of time is essential to achieve our goals. No matter in what discipline you're in, what your job is, or what you're trying to get done, a disciplined and focused mind is critical for success. But the reality is that in today's world, our attention and our ability to get focus is constantly under attack. We've talked a little bit about this topic in previous episodes, but it was in a very superficial way. So I thought today I will go a little bit deeper into this topic and share with you my 12 strategies to stay focused and get things done. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves. Those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. As I mentioned in the introduction of this episode, our attention and our ability to focus are constantly under attack. And I think that is true today more than it has ever been before. With all the technology, the connectivity, all the information and data that is available to our fingertips, our attention is constantly being attacked. So today I thought I would share 12 tips and tricks on how to stay focused and get things done. So lots of things to share with you today. So let's dig in into them right away. Number one. I'm going to start with a practice that I've already shared before, but maybe in a different context. And you'll notice that several of the things that I'm going to share with you today, you might have already heard me mention them in a different context. But the truth is that many of these practices served us for multiple purposes. And one of those purposes is to help us stay focused and get things done. So number one is to visualize your day, to identify the three priorities, the three things that you absolutely want to get done today. You have heard me share this one before. I refer to those three things as my non-negotiables. This is the first thing that I do when I get to the office in the morning. I write down on a post-it note the three things that I want to accomplish that day. And that post-it note, it's in front of me the entire day as a reminder of what are my priorities, what are the things that I absolutely need to get done. Because it's easy to get distracted during the day between meetings and emails and everything else. 
But that post-it, it's always a reminder of those non-negotiables. And I reconnect with the post-it throughout the day and certainly at the end of the day to make sure that I've crossed off all those three things or at least I have a plan on how to tackle them. Number two, set appointments with yourself. The things that you want to get done are not getting done by themselves. And many of them most likely are going to take some time. So if you want to get them done, you need to make the time to get them done. If your calendar looks anything like mine, finding that time can be mission impossible. Sometimes there's not even time to eat or go to the bathroom. That is why I make appointments with myself. I block time in my calendar to focus and get things done. I plan in advance how I am going to use that time. And I set goals for that block of time. Typically, and when possible, I like to capture those things in terms of tangible results versus a list of tasks to get done. Let me explain what I mean by that, maybe by sharing an example. So if you've listened to previous episode of this podcast, in episode 15, where I talk about killing procrastination, I share that I'm currently writing a book. So let's pick that as an example. I have time block in my calendar to write. Instead of calling that block of time writing, which would be appropriate, right? I block that time with the intention to write 500 words. At the end of that block of time, I can very easily measure my productivity by just counting how many words I wrote. Another example, when I'm at the office, instead of blocking time to work on project X, I block that time to work on a particular task related with project X. And I set a goal to myself to finish a particular task or hit a particular milestone during that period of time. This has been very helpful to me because in the past, I will block time to work on things, but I will block generic blocks of time. I would call them work time or work on project X. And then when I actually sit down to get the work done, I was getting distracted all the time because I didn't have a clear vision of what I wanted to accomplish in the next hour or 30 minutes or whatever time I had blocked. This simple change in perspective has really helped me to focus more and use my time more productively. Tip number three, find your peak hours. Some of us are more productive early in the morning, while others do better late in the day. It's during our peak hours that our minds have the ability to focus best and when we reach our productivity peak. The secret is to schedule time to work on those things that are most important or that require the most attention and focus during that peak of time. So how do you go about identifying when are your most productive hours, or as I like to call them, your peak hours? In order to find out when that is, 
you need to measure your productivity during different times of the day for an extended period of time. I suggest that you do this exercise for at least one full week. During this time, you want to pay attention to your level of energy, your thought patterns, the distractions, your motivation, your mood during those different times of the day. The way to test this and find out when exactly is your peak hours is to try to focus on an important and complex task at different times during the day. It's very important that you pick a task that requires focus to test this out. To help you conduct this assessment, I've created a template to guide you through it and to be able to capture and analyze your results. You can find this free tool assessment on the link in the description of this episode. But here's how it works. Basically, you pick a task. Keep in mind the criteria that I just shared. For example, it could be write a book. Um, You can pick things that are important projects at work, maybe a presentation, an analysis you need to do, learning a new language. The criteria, once again, is that it needs to be an activity that requires focus and brain power. Then go ahead and block time every day of the week to work on this task. Maybe you want to do this over two weeks or three weeks so you don't have to do it every day. The key is that every time that you block time, every day that you block time, you block a different block of time. Maybe on Monday, you're going to work on this task from 7 to 8 in the morning. On Tuesday, you're going to work on this from 9 to 10. And maybe on Thursday, from 5 to 6 p.m. Make sure that you block the exact same amount of time every day. Let's say an hour. Then use the template to track and measure your energy, your focus, and your motivation during those blocks of time. In the template, I have included a scale description to help you measure these factors, but it's very easy. The scale is 1 to 10, where 1 is basically totally absent to 10, perfect. As I said, I suggest you to do this exercise for at least a full week. But the longer that you do it, the most accurate it will be, and it will help you to narrow down what are those peak hours. The reason why you want to do this for at least one week, and I recommend even do it for a more extended period of time, is because there might be other factors that are impacting your energy, your focus, and your motivation. Before starting this exercise, you probably have a good idea on when this peak hours may be during the day. Probably you know whether you're more of a morning person or more of a night owl. This exercise basically is going to help you narrow down that window of time to the one hour, two hours during the day where you are most productive. When you can have and get tremendous traction on your most important priorities. Once you identify what that time is for you, I want you to go to your calendar and block that hour for the rest of the year. Yes, 
every day for the rest of the year. That block of time is going to become your big rock time. For me, that is 8 to 9 a.m. During this time, I focus on getting done the three things that I wrote on that post-it note. As I mentioned on the previous episode, there are days that other things get scheduled on top of this block of time, and that is fine. But just imagine if you can maximize an hour, that hour two to three times a week. I promise you're going to create such a tremendous traction. You're going to be able to accelerate your results and make more progress than you've ever been able to make before. Tip number four. Every day as you start your day, ask yourself one question. What is something that you can do today that will make you proud of yourself tomorrow? This simple question and self-reflection will help you to be more intentional, more mindful, and more focused throughout your day. Tip number five, schedule and take breaks throughout the day. I found that I'm capable of staying focused on a task for a period of time, but after that, my productivity starts to decline. When I start to give into distractions or even looking for distractions. For me, that happens in average after 50 minutes or so. Depending on the task, it might be more or less. You don't need to know exactly what that number is, but having an idea is very helpful. If you want to find out what your average focus time is, download the assessment that comes with this episode. You can find that in the link on the description of this episode. Why it's important and helpful to know what is your average focus time? Well, because if you can reset that time every time, as you get closer to the end of that focus time, you can maximize your productivity. I go about it by taking breaks in average every 50 to 60 minutes. You might be thinking, what? That doesn't sound very productive. Well, let me explain. My breaks are two to three minutes long. To the eyes of others around me, they are totally imperceptible, but for me, they make a big difference. During this two to three minutes, I disconnect from that task that I was working on, and I use that time, those two to three minutes, to stand up, walk around, go refill my water bottle, maybe take a bio break, and I occupy my mind with something else. Otherwise, it would be impossible for me to disconnect from my previous task. My brain doesn't have that capacity to just disconnect. How do I occupy my mind? Well, that brings me to my next tip, tip number six. Set intentions for the next block of time. Before I officially start my break, I look at my calendar to see what is next. It might be a meeting or another block of time to work on something, maybe it's lunch, maybe it's leaving the office and go pick up my kids. No matter what that next appointment is, I use those two to three minutes to set intentions for that next block of time. What do I mean by that? 
Basically, I try to answer the question, what do I want to accomplish in this next block of time? How do I want to present myself? What impact do I want to make? What do I need to be mindful of or pay attention to? Of course, I also check my phone, my emails, texts, and notifications, and sometimes the break becomes more like five or 10 minutes. Tip number seven, eliminate or at least minimize your distractions. Do I need to say anything else? It's easier said than done, for sure. But in today's world, as I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, we're always under attack. At least our attention and focus are. We are more connected than we've ever been before. Modern technology, smartphones, especially smartphones, are imposing a new lifestyle in which distractions are a constant. Email notification, text, social media alerts, WhatsApp, they all compete for our attention. This is making staying focused increasingly difficult. We are more and more used to jump from one task to another every few minutes. All this creates a negative impact in our creativity, our productivity, or even our relationships. I am guilty of it. My phone goes with me everywhere, and I'm urged to check it every time it vibrates. But during my big rock times, I try to put it away or turn it to not distract mode. Maybe turn my notifications out, any sounds or vibrations, or putting my phone on my purse or in a drawer where I can see it or hear it. I do the same every time that I seek to write my book, no matter at what time I decide to write. But that is not the extent of our distractions. While electronics are probably the most frequent distraction, it's not the only one. If you tend to get interrupted by other people when you're working, people that maybe are stopping by, wanting to talk to you, ask you questions, either close your door or find a quiet place where you can be free of all those distractions. Another tactic to avoid distractions is to declutter our working space. If you're working in your computer, close your email or turn off all notifications. You might not be able to completely eliminate all distractions, but if you can minimize them, you'll see a big payoff in your ability to focus and to get things done. Tip number eight, treat your focus as a muscle. What do you do when you're trying to build muscles? You exercise, and not just once or occasionally, but constantly and regularly. The same way that you train your muscles, you can also train your focus and your attention. How? Very easy. Every time that you sit down to work on something and you feel that urge to check your phone or give in to any distraction, just push it a little bit further out. Just five minutes. Tell yourself, I'll check it in five minutes and keep working. After five minutes, stop and Do whatever you were urged to do. Gradually, try to push those five minutes into six, seven, eight, maybe ten. 
If you're having trouble getting focused, you should not push yourself to work for another 60 minutes straight. But slowly building up that level of focus is a great way to continue to expand that focus time. Another way to do this and help you increase that focus time that we were talking about earlier, or as psychologists like to call it, your span of attention, is to start working 10 minutes straight and then take a five-minute break. Once you feel comfortable with that, extend your focus time for 15 minutes, followed by another five-minute break, then maybe 20 minutes until you get to your goal. Tip number 10. Avoid multitasking. There are multiple studies that have proven that multitasking reduces our cognitive abilities. This is because our brain can really only focus on one task at a time. I personally believe that multitasking is possible and helpful in certain situations, especially when two or various activities that you're trying to get done at the same time involve different parts of the brain or where one or multiple of the tasks are so ingrained in your habits that they can be done in autopilot without taking any of your focus or your energy. I'll give you some examples. I can listen to an audiobook and pay fully attention to it while I'm brushing my teeth. I can prepare my coffee while attending a meeting over the phone and be completely present in that meeting. Or I can watch TV while I'm changing my daughter's diapers. Multitasking in situations like this is possible and beneficial. It helps us to be more productive. On the other hand, when we're trying to multitask on things that require our focus and our attention, in those cases, the research has shown that multitasking can actually reduce our productivity as much as 40%. 40%. Trying to work on a work presentation while listening to an audiobook, I've tried it before, doesn't work. When you're multitasking, what you're actually doing is not multitasking, but you're quickly shifting your attention and focus from one thing to the next. As a result, our productivity dips. We become less efficient and the quality of our work also suffers. I'm the kind of person that has a million tabs open in my computer and found myself jumping from one to the other. Okay, in some cases, that might be okay because maybe the task that I'm working on requires me to look at different documents. But I've learned that in order to avoid temptations of, for multitasking, or better say, jumping back and forth between tasks, I need to eliminate that temptation altogether. And I do this by closing anything that I don't need to tackle the task at hand at that moment. Tip number 10, leverage your habits. As you know, I am big on habits, so I couldn't let them out of this episode. As you know, as certain practices become a habit, they require less of our attention and our focus to get them done. It's like we automate some of those activities. Think about the things that you can automate so they take less of your focus, your attention, and your energy. 
If you build empowering habits, you'll no longer have to use your motivation and your willpower to become more focused. If you want to learn more about how to build habits, I recommend that you go back and listen to episode number six of this podcast. And don't miss episode 13 as well. In these two episodes, I share some tips and tricks on how to build empowering habits. And as you build those, you'll find great benefits to your productivity, your focus, and your attention. Tip number 11, practice mindfulness. Some people might think that mindfulness is cheesy. It's definitely a term that has gained a lot of popularity lately, and I find that many people don't really know what it means. Mindfulness basically implies self-awareness. It's nothing more than focus our full attention on the present moment, on our thoughts, our feelings, and our surroundings. Mindfulness is not something that you just do. It might take some exercising to build that muscle. One exercise that you can practice to strengthen your mindfulness is the following. Take a seat, find a place that it feels calm and quiet and free of distractions. Set a timer. At the beginning, you might start with just five minutes. Two to five minutes, I would say, is a good starting point. Find a comfortable position, one that you can stay at without moving for the duration of your practice. Then start breathing, inhale and exhale, and feel your breath. Focus your attention to your breath as you clear your mind. Notice when your mind starts to wonder, because it will. I promise it will. It's totally normal. It's part of the exercise. When it happens, try to return back your attention to your breath. And please don't judge yourself for wondering and don't allow yourself to get obsessed with your thoughts. Just focus on your breath. And that's it. That simple. I do this exercise every morning for five minutes. Sometimes during the day, if I feel that I'm struggling to stay focused, I would take a break and practice this exercise at my desk or find a quiet space at the office or at home. Finally, tip number 12. I want to come back to one thing that I've mentioned several times in several of the previous episodes of this podcast. Take care of yourself. Eat healthy, move your body every day, drink plenty of water, and get a good night's sleep. When people hear that I follow a nutrition program, Um, that I work out every morning at 5 a.m., that I drink 90 to 120 ounces of water daily and make sure that I get seven to eight hours of sleep every day. Well, leaving the sleep aside, many people ask me, why? It's not like I need to lose weight. Well, I don't do it for my weight. I do it because I want to live a healthy life and because doing these things help me to feel more energized, to be more productive, and stay more focused, and in general, supports me in my overall goal of living my best life. Eating junk food can severely and negatively impact your ability to focus. I used to experience fogginess in the afternoons, especially after lunch. 
I noticed it was hard to focus and to stay focused. I've never been the kind of person that eats junk food on a, let's say, daily basis. But cleaning my diet and focusing on eating lots of veggies and unprocessed foods had tremendously helped my ability to stay focused throughout the day. The same can be said for moving your body. I work out every day, well, six days a week for 30 to 45 minutes each day. Moving my body every morning helps me to find energy and focus to keep going throughout my day. Probably not much more to add when it comes to staying hydrated and getting enough sleep. Lack of focus is one of the first symptoms of dehydration. And, you know, those days that you don't sleep well, I'm sure are the days that you struggle the most to stay focused. Okay, those are my tips for today. Don't forget to check out the additional resources that come with this episode. You can find them in the link on the description of the episode. And with that, as always, if you like today's episode, if you found these tips helpful, I will ask you to do two things. One, go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. And number two, please share this episode with someone that you think can benefit from today's content. And with that, I hope you have an amazing and productive day. And I'll talk to you again on another episode of the Leading Yourself podcast.